hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Time for two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I really? think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. We absolutely <laughs> have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And that's right. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 38. I'm Trevor Long from Your Tech Life. And joining me each and every week from techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. G'day, mate. Great to be here, Trevor. How are you going? Mate, I'm excellent. Uh, all thanks to the good people at Trend Micro, Samsung and Netgear. We couldn't do it without their support and the support of everyone listening. And we appreciate you getting in touch and sending us emails saying g'day and uh, downloading each and every week at uh, iTunes or... Uh, twoblokestalkingtech.com or of course in uh, Stephen's own TG Radio Tech Guide Radio at techguide.com.au let's get cracking Speaking of Tech Guide, I visited the website only a few days ago and I read a wonderful article that um, we, we mentioned a while ago, but it's it's kind of getting a bit more official now. Sony, Panasonic and Samsung have kicked off the plan to build uh, a licensing program to standardise 3D active shutters across the industry, which is one of my biggest bugbears. And I think a lot of people's bugbear is, you know, you, you've got a Panasonic, uh, I've got a Sony, and the 3D glasses that we each have can't be interchangeable amongst each other, which is just stupid. And this is really really welcome news. Absolutely right. I think it's going to really boost 3D in general. I think 3D had a great start had a bit of a sag because there wasn't too much it wasn't a lot of content but now yeah. the content's coming through people are going to want to get their hands on the glasses uh, you, you only get one or two pairs with each with each set with each panel so you've got to go out and buy some more now being able to standardize the glasses will will have so many uh, benefits the main one being that that because the technology is li- li- like the same across the board it's going to make things a lot cheaper it's going to allow more people to view more 3d content uh, it's going to become obviously it's a, a community thing we do together as a family we invite our friends around to watch the sport hmm. uh, I think it's a step in the right direction to really make 3d uh, to get get to the 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 level that a lot of people are expecting it to and it is important because people do uh, talk about and pretty much complain about how 3d isn't available on free to wear anymore I don't think there was ever a long-term plan for that in my understanding of the whole thing really we're talking about movies here is the primary output for 3d and now you're starting to see these great blu-ray 3d movies coming out it is really a stunning way to watch movies but you know for me i'm someone that does struggle with 3d and it does give me a bit of the old uh, headache so you know it is a you know each way bet for some people but the bottom line is if you want to watch a movie with some mates or you want or there, you know fox sports have got a, a 3d chat fox tell have got a 3d channel there's a lot of nba yep. and different stuff on there if you want to watch that with your mates the the, the price was ridiculous um, and the interoperability was also stupid. So this is fantastic yeah. news. And as you say, it will drive the price down because once there's a standard, um, great, great money-making plan for the for the TV companies, then they'll, you know, there'll be manufacturers in China churning out these things and you'll be able to buy them 50 bucks probably. They'll be very cheap. And, exactly. and you've got to think too, just on the content side, you mentioned movies. That's, that's a no-brainer. There's so many 3D movies coming through the cinema now. They're going to come through to uh, Blu-ray, full HD, 3D. Uh, I even wrote about a 3D projector that Panasonic is producing. So 
all the signs are there, uh, all the, uh, the devices are in place, but too. But on the content side too, I think sports going to play a big part. I think gaming is going to be is already a huge part of it. Uncharted Definitely. Three for the PlayStation Three was released last week. That's fully three D compatible. So yeah. if you got a three D TV, PlayStation Three, you got the game there. All the ingredients are there. I think keep an eye out next year too for the Olympic Games. Yeah. I reckon that's going to be a key part of the three D uh, coverage as well. You're going to see for the first time an Olympics in 3D. That's right, and that'll be that'll be a Foxtel thing. You won't get it on free to air. It'd be amazing for them to bring that back to free to air. So I think Foxtel subscribers will definitely get the most out of Olympics. Uh, in fact, that's something we might do a, a special on in a, in a few weeks or a month because the Olympics next year are going to be a technological marvel with you know social networking. Just the, there's so much has changed in four years. So we'll we'll talk about that in the in the in the weeks ahead. Uh, you can read more about the Universal 3D Plan at TechGuide.com.au. Now, Trevor, it's a very common occurrence that you and I speak about HTC smartphone releases on this podcast. Mainly because they release one every day. They do. It's uh, 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 They're very busy over there at HTC <laughs> producing all these uh, excellent smartphones. Now, I had my hands on their latest two smartphones, the HTC Sensation XL and the HTC Sensation XE. Now, yep. the selling point of these smartphones are that they're mainly aimed at people who are music fans. Now, yes. they've got a little important symbol on the back, and that's the Beats audio symbol, which is from Dr. Dre, who's the audio guru when it comes to audio quality. Uh, I'm sure you've seen people rocking out on their Dr. Dre headphones around town. Well, these, are the, see very these are the crazy, crazy in- people that walk around with these big-ass <laughs> headphones on their, while they're walking around. I, for one, favour walking around with normal little earbuds in, not looking... I think you look like a complete tosser wearing these big things well, walking around. Well, you do have a choice, though, Trevor. Uh, the XE, the, the Sensation XL, is has got a 4.9-inch screen. Sorry, 4.7-inch oh, screen, which is massive. But also included with this white smartphone is a set of Dr. Dre headphones. Now, the XE has a smaller 4.3-inch screen, and for people like yourself who don't want to be having these... These massive headphones yep. uh, walking around town, they come with earphones. So in-ear, Dr. Dre, your Beats earphones as well. Now, what happens, the Beats audio optimization of the device has been fine-tuned to work specifically with these headphones. And I've been, in my review, you'll see the audio quality is probably the best I've heard out of a smartphone. Yeah. And, you know, I've been playing with these phones as well. I haven't had as much time as you have too. But the the XL is, is you know what, I, I do think HT are uh, doing a wonderful job with design. They, they are really setting themselves apart. There's a lot of different things they're doing with design and the, the XL, which is the big one, and, and it's the white, you know, and it brings me back to the... Um, to the, the what's the I've forgotten the name of it now the keyboard one the Charcha which was a really nice looking phone it had this you know uh, not plasticky but kind of a rubbery matte uh, white on it and it was a really nice material that they've chosen and that's what I like about this this phone is they've chosen it's not just a boring plastic you know um, you know Motorola's went with the, with a Kevlar on the razor they've gone with a really <laughs> nice plastic on this so it doesn't feel ridiculously it's cheap it's also so. quite thin too I'm impressed oh, yeah. by how it's only it's less than a centimeter it's nine point nine mil. Very impressive. It is a tad sluggish, though. 
Well, it's only got the single core processor, whereas the XE rocks, uh, rocks up with the dual core processor. It's an interesting Subtle mix, differences isn't it? between the two. I've listed all the spec differences on my story, on my review on Tech Guide. But I think, it, but at the heart, though, if you're really into your music, yeah. and let's face it, a lot of people listen to music on their smartphones. Just take a look at the the bus and the train, or walking yep. down the street uh, during during peak hour. You'll see all these people using these devices as their music player. Uh, if you're really close to your music and want to hear the quality, then I think these are a great place to start. Another cracker device or two from HTC and a, a full detailed review at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and and we do it, as I said, thanks to Trend Micro, Samsung, and Netgear, netgear.com.au, connecting with innovation. This is a company that will provide you with anything to do with connectivity in your home or small business. Uh, I was uh, looking at the site earlier tonight while I was recording Your Tech Life, and uh, gee whiz, there's a, there's a really simple uh, video there which explains to you how the, how the universal Wi-Fi range extender works. And it's a, it's a fantastically simple product that you know uh, gets rid of those black spots in your home. If you've got a home that doesn't have to be a mansion, we're just talking about an average home, might be two stories and in one corner of the house where your router is the other corner you know luck with Wi-Fi reception so it's a good reason to look at a product like the Universal Wi-Fi Range Extender that's the kind of solutions uh, that Netgear provides to your connectivity problems and I guarantee you whatever the connectivity issue is there will be a solution for you at netgear.com.au so check it out netgear.com.au I love Facebook. I use it a lot. Uh, but I do worry about how people who don't use it a lot and don't understand a lot about Facebook, you know, and I'm talking older generations a lot here, and the younger, younger generation are really getting stung by some of these just disgusting things that are, uh, like, they're basically viruses, if you want to look at it that way, that are becoming part of Facebook now. You know, there's porn there. There's just inappropriate videos and and it's all a scam. And do you find this happening in your your news? Feed? I have. Yeah, I've seen. And this isn't the first time it's happened this year. Recently, the, the what the problem you're talking about is sort of porn and and these inappropriate uh, posts appearing yeah. in people's news feeds. It's part of a, a a coordinated spam attack. I think you've seen those dodgy links that people people yep. click on them, and what they've done is sort of inadvertently let people into their feed, and and they've created an outlet for these these people spreading this crap. Yep. Um, in this case, it's porn. Like a, a, a guy, usually very conservative friend of mine on Facebook, posted something on my wall that was was just uh, too horrible to describe on this family podcast. So yeah. I I, uh, I knew something was up because that wasn't like him. So I'm sure you've seen the same thing. Second time it's happened this year, to my knowledge. Yeah, and look, the thing about it is, and this is for for people that are listening that aren't absolute tech savvy on these things. It's very simple, okay? I don't mind, and I understand why some people click these things. You know, there's one that's like, you know, look what got, what look what happened to this person when such and such happened, and you kind of go, oh, that is curious, you know? You click on it. Now, you actually don't get stung when you first click, okay? When you first click, it doesn't do anything to your account. It just takes you to a page. The point here is if it's a video and you click and it doesn't play, then it's a scam, right? Yeah. If it takes you to a page that says, you know, click here again, then what you're doing is you're actually authorizing that person, that company, whoever it is, to be part of your Facebook and then post things to your friends, your family, and whatever. You, they're basically finding a backdoor way of they're not hacking, but they're getting unauthorized access to your to your, to your Facebook. It's kind feed. of a it's kind of a bait and switch effect. Like I'm sure exactly. you've you've heard of the spam. Like put it this way: how many people would fall for this? You send a malicious attachment to an email, yeah. label it Angelina Jolie sex tape. Yeah. 
how many people you reckon are going to climb over themselves to open this attachment? That, and that's the point. And, and, and that's the, why the, I the, think the, it's the sad. The deed is done. That's right. Because, as I said, I'm not saying that no one wants to click on that kind of link. I mean, Jesus, I probably would, but I, I would never know. Would. Oh, I, no, but I'm, I'm talking about that, that content, right? If well, that content was exactly. available, right? But people are clicking on that link because they are curious, and they, God love them for being curious, but they're, getting, they're not only getting caught out, but they're being exposed to their friends and family. It's a really sad thing to see, you know, people who who you who you know, you know, wouldn't want their their friends and family yeah. seeing that they even would think about clicking that link. I and would that's click what's on happened. That link actually. <laughs> I know you would, mate. I, I won't send it to you though. Anyway, I think so it's, it just goes to show, though, Trev, that we need to be vigilant. Yeah. People like they, they let their guard down on Facebook. They they think they're amongst friends mm. and. From from these little, it's that easy for it to happen, uh, and it can spread. You know, Facebook's got eight hundred million members worldwide. We've got hundreds of friends, and it's very easy for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, it only takes a minute to be vigilant, but a long time to clean up the mess if you're not. It, it, you know, for me, the last thing I'll say is, you think about ten years. The message we continue, and you and I were doing it back then too. You know, when you, whether you're on the radio, whether you, wherever you were, you were saying to people, you never click an attachment if you don't know who it's from. You never, you know, there was that message, and I think that got through, and I think we've had success with that. I don't think emails, email viruses and email scams are as obvious as they are, they used to be 10 years ago. But now we've got to keep talking, and that's why we're doing it now. We've got to keep talking about how just be vigilant, just be aware, and uh, protect yourself on Facebook as well as you would anywhere else on the online. Now, I've uh, been a very busy boy on the review front this week. Another product I've, I've been uh, using is the Acer Aspire S3 Ultrabook. Are you now, in a doghouse at home? I mean, you've had a lot of time on your hands. What's well, going I've on? I've just been very busy. <laughs> a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings. It's just it's just how I work. Has, is your PlayStation anyway, broken or something? This Ultrabook is a new class of PC that we're seeing, a new class of laptop. Now, to qualify to be called an Ultrabook, you need to be very fast, very thin, and very light. And, and, and one other all, thing. The though, is the MacBook Air. Yeah, you, th- that's the other thing. To qualify to be an Ultrabook, you've got to look like a MacBook Air. This is true, <laughs> and the Acer Aspire actually is is very is very similar in the spec department. It's it's one point three five kilograms, which is almost the exact weight of the MacBook Air. It's seventeen point five millimeters thick compared to MacBook Air's seventeen millimeters. So, in that. Tick tick both of those boxes. Yep. Uh, it's it's pretty quick. It's got a a i5 1.6 gigahertz processor. Uh, it's got a solid state drive as well as a hard drive. The 20 gig solid state drive helps sort of you uh, access documents and applications a lot quicker than you would on your normal hard drive. So in the speed department, it's okay. But in terms of uh, you, you'll read my full review there. There are a couple of little faults I found with it. Uh, the keyboard's not too bad. The arrow keys I found tiny. No, it's the, the arrow keys on my keyboard are the keys that I use the most. They, yes. they are minuscule on this keyboard, which I thought was an odd choice. Yep. The hinge uh, is where they decided to put the on button, which I think was a little bit awkward. But uh, all in all, though, I, I didn't. I, I rated this as a decent, decent device. If you wanted a something thin and light running Windows Seven, this is not a bad little product. But the bottom line, mate, would you pay fourteen hundred dollars for it? 
Well, it's comparable to the MacBook Air. Uh, the MacBook Air, I think, is around the same price, slightly more expensive. Uh, I think if you're, if well, let's face it, it doesn't have an optical drive. DVD drives are, are sort of a lot of companies are moving mm-hmm. away from that. You know, USB ports seem to be good enough for us to get our information on and off the device. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you're really, if you're a Windows Seven user and you're looking to get something that's thin and light and looks pretty stylish, then this would be on my shortlist. I agree. It's a very nice device. My only thing is, I think. We need a, a global inquiry into how we've got to a point where, and this is a, this we've talked about this million times with tablets, where Apple used to be this thing everyone wanted and couldn't afford, and was more expensive than everything else. And now we're getting to a point where they're on par or cheaper. It just doesn't make sense to me how we've ended up in this place where PCs are actually not as competitive as they used to be. It's just it a, is strange. I think uh, no, you're right. It, it, this device though, like the Acer, have put a massive marketing campaign. I don't think oh, I haven't driven past a bus shelter in the last two days where I haven't seen yeah. a picture of the Acer. Aspire S3. They're really going hard with this product. Obviously, the MacBook Air is sort of the benchmark in this category, and they're going to have a lot of competitors in this space in the months and years to come. I think Ace's effort here is uh, is a good one. Uh, it's a, a great Windows machine. A couple little little uh, forgivable little flaws yep. in it, but uh, my full reviews on techguide.com.au. I think uh, it's not the last Ultrabook we're going to see. There's going to be so many more to follow. Three and a half stars out of five. I don't want to spoil it for you, but check it out at techguide.com.au. And uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by our good friends at Samsung. Now, Samsung, we're going to discuss this in a, in a couple of items' time, but Samsung have really made a massive headway in the smartphone space, and it's all due to products like the Galaxy S2. Now, this device has a 4.3 AMOLED screen, dual-core processor, very slim design, but there are a lot of other features on this device that people might not be aware of. For example, there's free turn-by-turn navigation powered by Navigon on the device. So forget buying a separate GPS, the Galaxy S2 can do the job for you. There's also a reader's hub, so you can actually download books and magazines to have all your reading in one device as well. There's also a games hub and also a music hub so if you're really into your music you can join the samsung music hub and download unlimited stream uh, unlimited number of songs cache up to 200 songs on the device and try out that new music that you normally wouldn't try if you had to pay full price for every download so check it out samsung galaxy s2 at samsung.com.au two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with trevor long and stephen fennick and uh, we've got a fun little announcement today from the good people at TomTom, uh, TomTom Satellite Navigation Systems, and they are probably the best in the business at uh, at adding fun and value to their products. And they've released today Ernie and Bert from Sesame Street doing your sat-nav on your TomTom. <laughs> Bloody good idea, mate. And uh, the best thing about it is, and actually for rather than t- sending people around the world, just go to techguide.com. You've put the video up. There's a YouTube video which they've mocked up of Ernie and Bert in a recording studio uh, trying to record this stuff. It's very funny and a, and a good way to, to get people talking about it. Good stuff, Absolutely don't you think? Absolutely, 
It is it is it is a great a great little thing. It it just adds a little bit of fun to your navigation experience. Your navigation, rather than having the boring voices, there, there's a little bit of banter between Bert and Ernie. It really t- it took me back to my childhood. I remember the Sesame Street these characters when I was a kid. But uh, it's just great. You know, we know that having kids in the back seat. You know, your your kids are a lot younger than mine, so yep. I'm sure you've you've had the odd trip with them. Are we there yet? Is a very common question you've probably heard. But I think having these this kind of thing in the car on the GPS, yeah, you know, keeps them entertained also keeps the driver entertained but just one of a few voices they've got available i'm a big star wars fan you can also download darth vader yoda and c-3po along with homer simpson and snoop dogg to tell you where to go we should talk about that one day you're a star wars fan i just wouldn't have known (laughs) um you know the funny thing about these voices i actually think it's a smart way to uh keep you alert on the road i know that sounds crazy but you know when you've got this boring thing saying turn left turn right you, you get a bit of you get a bit of variety in it, and and you're able to you know just choose and change. It, it it's another way of keeping you interested and keeping you alert. And you well, know, I agree. On on a, on a long drive and or it's even only seventeen fifty too, mate. Seventeen bucks, seventeen fifty to, to add it onto your Tom Tom. Great way to go. Uh, you can read all about it at techguide.com.au. Now, we mentioned uh, a minute ago Samsung's Galaxy S2. Now, the, the smartphone sales around the world, figures have just been released by Gartner today to show that Samsung sales figures have actually surged worldwide by 42% year on year. So that's amazing growth oh. in the smartphone market. Samsung is actually now the world's number one smartphone manufacturer with year on year sales tripling, would you believe, to 24 million. So some very interesting stats they released, including some interesting stats about Nokia. Despite their drop in market share, they are still the worldwide leader across all mobile device sales. Mate, because you've got to look at it. There's a lot of people that just want us plain old everyday mobile phones still. It is getting hard to find them. But um, that there are a lot of people like that, and the thing about it is, it is interesting. And I don't, I don't write them off yet, Nokia. It is interesting to see how they go with the Windows Phone that we're adding later this year. Um, but the big one for me is, um, I, I'm kind of, I'm not sick of reading, but I am, I'm getting a bit frustrated with reading about, you know, Android dominating and all this kind of stuff. Of course, Android's going to dominate because Apple, I don't think even Apple expect to own more than 50% of the mobile phone market with, Which is with, what Android does, with yeah. essentially one device. Now, let's not kid ourselves. A- Apple make one phone. Which is probably a big stretch because essentially you can buy three now. The 3GS, uh, the iPhone 4 and the iPhone 4S are all still available. Um, but with those, just that single basic model with, with you know, uh, variations here or there, you know, they're, they're selling millions and what was it, 17 million phones in the third yeah, quarter. And that's down only because... million phones in the third quarter, which is an increase year on year of 21%. But interestingly <laughs> enough, as everyone was anticipating the new phone, Though everyone everyone was waiting to see what it is, so they actually their third quarter actually took a little bit of a drop because they mm. were waiting to see what the new device was going to be. But obviously, after the release of the iPhone 4S, quarter four is going to be pretty solid for them. And the last thing I'll say about uh, Android versus uh, versus iOS is um, there's a lot of people um, scrambling towards Android for the applications. You got to know 
that the application take up on Android is much, much lower per unit per user uh-huh. than iOS. Now, I, I've only got very small statistics to prove that from a couple of radio stations around the world, but my goodness, I think it's obvious that you know there's not a lot of chatter about Android apps in the in the wider market. Forget the tech space that all of us boffins are in. Talk about uh-huh. mums and dads that you and I are talking to on the radio. They're, yep. they're dealing with they're, they're loving their apps on their iPhone and their iPad. They're not they're not talking about their apps on their Android phone. So it's an interesting Absolutely. place, but a lot lot to monitor over the coming. Uh, coming months and years with the with the growth of Android, but congratulations to to uh, to Samsung for that um, for that great uh, mark of uh, becoming the world's number one smartphone manufacturer. Twenty four million phones, unbelievable stuff. Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by Trend Micro. Now, Trend Micro have got an online guardian. And what this does, it provides people with a suite of easy-to-use tools to keep your kids safe when they go online. We were talking about Facebook a moment earlier. Mm. This is the sort of thing that can help your child to prevent your child from stumbling across this kind of material. What it does, the Online Guardian lets you monitor your kids' activity on social networking websites like Facebook and Twitter, and you can see what your kids are viewing and posting on websites like YouTube and Flickr. And the good thing about it is you can also set filters for, for adults to, so, and, and for adult and other inappropriate content. You can block websites, monitor search terms. You can even, you can even set an alert to, to when, when your child tries to share a phone number or their home address. Uh, that, that's how much the online guardian can protect your family. It's available now at Harvey Norman, Bing Lee. JB Hi-Fi and all other authorised resellers. And for more information, visit trendmicro.com.au. Oh, I don't want to sound like an old man whinging about young people today, but my <laughs> goodness me, do you remember 10 years ago lining yes. up for the uh, for the Xbox, for the first ever Xbox? Oh, you were, in fact, you were, I was just an average Joe. I was just working at a radio station, doing my best. I wasn't in the tech game back then, so you were probably well. You had one for no, weeks was I. beforehand. I was the sports editor of the Daily Telegraph when the Xbox ah. came out, but I was a gaming fan, Trevor, so I was interested. So I had to queue. I remember queuing up at midnight. At, in fact, I don't recall there was a queue, to be honest. Did uh, your you parents s- let you out that time? That was yeah, like, that's very right. funny. You, were, you, were that, you were a bit yeah. older than that 10 years ago. You're a you? very funny man. Yeah, you had you had <laughs> kids, mate. Let's not kid ourselves, all right? Uh, but I do remember queuing up or essentially getting there at midnight for the what was it, Ch- Chatswood Toys R Us and uh, getting myself an Xbox and, you know, playing with the games. It was, it was a, an interesting experience. It wasn't the first gaming console, let's not kid ourselves, but it was a really interesting thing for Microsoft to break out of this, you know, Windows mold, which is what we saw Microsoft as, just Windows, you know? Yeah, that's right. But today... The evolution of Microsoft has been proven through um, through Xbox. It's such a huge part of them. The development they've put in it with Connect and things like that. It's a really amazing evolution of a product, uh, and they're to be congratulated for that. Bill Gates and and the crew from back then, are, you know, visionaries in that sense. So absolutely. Well, Bill Gates unveiled the first Xbox uh, at CES uh, back in two thousand and one. So yeah. ten years. It was November fifteen. 
2001. Yeah. So uh, they've come a long way. Not only have they evolved from the Xbox now to the Xbox 360, uh, the gaming, but the, the games have also evolved along with it, but also the online community. Like Xbox Live is one of the biggest online gaming communities in the world. Uh, there's, I think, more than 30 million Xbox Live members. So it's very popular. They've now introduced Connect, which is a, a totally new way to control the Xbox Best thing 360 ever. by movement. You can now talk to it. So uh, what I like is that in the 10 years uh, back when PlayStation 2 was the red hot item, Xbox has come in and evolved really nicely to uh, over the 10 years to reflect just how far gaming has come. Tell us what you think about the old Xbox. Uh, go to two blokes talking techs, te- two blokes talking tech.com and send us an email. I'd love to hear from people who, that have brought that journey, you know, from the original Xbox to today. It's a great evolution and, and a great product uh, up there, um, taking the ranks to Sony, but it's a good competitive market, and that's what we like to see in anything technology. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, our good friends at Telstra have uh, come up with an interesting offer. They're offering iPad 2s on a contract. So you can now purchase an iPad 2 Wi-Fi plus 3G on a 24-month contract in the same way, similar way you can buy a smartphone. So interesting move for those who can't afford to buy outright the iPad. Mm. It'll uh, give them an opportunity to buy it from as cheaply as $0 up front on a $49 contract. And you need to remember that not only do you get the iPad, but you, you also get, get a data plan as well. Where so, if people are weighing up the options, uh, they not only get an iPad, but they can use the 3G version on the Telstra network as well. Now, they're not the first to do this. Vodafone have done this already. Um, but what's interesting here is, you know, this is a big thing for Telstra because they've got the network. They they love their network. They they've got every right to love their network. Now, it's a, it's a small warning for people. If you can't afford an iPad, right? Remember, you're still paying for that and more over the course of the contract. But there is some sense and some value in it if you if you feel it's a product for you. I, I just I worry about people who can't afford it and then go on you know sign up to a fifty dollar a month plan and then are stuck into fifty dollars a month for two years. But um, a lot of people can see the value in that because essentially, here's my argument: if you can't if you can't afford an iPad but you want one and you know that you're happy and can spend thirty dollars a month for data. Well, geez, for an extra twenty bucks a month, you get the you get the the whole get the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's um it's very interesting that Apple have allowed this now. Um, they never allowed it, you know, for what is it, nearly two years up until now. So, the one interesting thing for me is when the iPad three comes out next year, will they be allowed to do this from day one? I don't think so. I think there'll always be a no. bit of a grace period to ensure Apple that Apple want to see the lines out the front of the stores first yeah. of all, uh, and they'll see that. Uh, but I think, yeah, you're right. It is interesting how this has only occurred uh, for the iPad 2. It wasn't, uh, Alfred, for the, for the original iPad. Uh, but I think with Telstra, their network is, you know, is, is arguably the best in the country. Well, not arguably, it is the best in the country. Uh, if you're going to use an, an iPad on a 3G network, Telstra would be the, likely the one for people to choose. And if they can get an iPad and pay it off on a contract and get data to use, then that's a great offer. I've listed all the pricings of the 16 gig, 32 and 64 gig uh, data plans and the models uh, on Tech Guide as well. So interesting to see how this one will go, Trevor. Check it out at techguide.com.au
Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 38. Uh, you can hear my other podcast, Your Tech Life, talking technology. If you've got a question about technology or a problem with technology, you can send me an email, yourtechlife.com. And if you want to read about everything that's happening in technology, uh, Stephen is churning out more content than is humanly possible. I think <laughs> he must be in the doghouse at home because how else could he have the time to churn out <laughs> no, so much content I've, each I just and every don't day? sleep, Trevor. That's what I do. Well, it'll catch up with you sooner or later, mate. At techguide.com.au, there's, um, there's polls there and there's the uh, interactive buyer's guide which is a very handy thing leading up to Christmas mate for people uh, looking at what to buy and why so I recommend that to your friends and uh, go to Facebook and like it there too techguide.com.au thanks for the chat mate and we'll talk again next week no worries see you then Two Blokes Talking Tech you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick